The Royals added another player to their opening day roster, but does it mean somebody's on the way out? We'll find out next in this edition of Locked on Royals. You are Locked on Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can always give me a follow on Twitter or X at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. You also can download our podcast on wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. We're also on Odyssey and we're on YouTube. We're at 900 subscribers so be the next one to subscribe as our goal is to get to 1,000 by opening day 2024, which now is just about two months away. So we feel good about hitting our goal, but we don't want to stop at just 1,000. We want to keep breaking through that mark so we can make this the best possible podcast that it can be. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. I was telling you last week about some prop bets that would be there for the Chiefs and the Ravens game, of course, with the Niners and the Lions was a fantastic weekend of football, if you are a fan, of course, of the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Both games kind of came down to the wire, but if you didn't have any money on it, if you were too scared to bet, well, stop worrying, stop fearing about losing money on bets and figure out the best way to make those bets on FanDuel. You don't just need to throw your money away. You can find the right picks, the ones that are making people a lot of money, and you can start adding to your bank account. It's fun. It's easy to do. Stop wasting time and go and create your FanDuel account today. If you're a first-time listener, of course, we always love new listeners here on the Locked On Royals channel. If you want to know more about me, I work in sports here in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Got a show once a week over there. You can catch me on there 7 to 10 p.m. on Thursday night this week. And I also have a show Monday through Friday on ESPN Kansas City 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. So very easy to find me over there. And if you ever want my thoughts on things that may not always pertain to Royals baseball, you can hear my thoughts on football, basketball, college, professional, doesn't really matter. But we know with baseball right around the corner, I'm sure I'll be talking to Royals baseball there. But when you click on this podcast link, you know that you were getting 30 straight minutes of Royals baseball. So to get into it today, I really did want to do this episode on Saturday, I believe it was. Ran into some you know, work things and had to run some errands. So didn't really have the time to do a podcast on Saturday. But I hated that it was kind of a weekend and at 6 a.m. when this happened, uh, the Royals signing Adam Frazier to a major league deal, uh, a former Pittsburgh Pirate, a former All-Star for that matter, just two years ago or three years ago now, I think it was. Also a former Padre and a former Baltimore Oriole last year. And the Royals, I think... Made this move for a variety of reasons, and we're still going to have to wait and see what the 40-man roster casualty is going to be to make room for Adam Frazier. And we're going to get into the roster aspect of this throughout today's show. Um, But I thought there was a very definitive reason as to why they went after a guy like Adam Frazier. And I saw mixed reactions to it. Some people don't like the idea that he's a light-hitting second baseman. He's not very good defensively. I think there are good aspects to his game. I also think there's a lot of reasons to criticize a move like this for the Kansas City Royals. But this one kind of came out of left field to me. 
Uh, we had heard for weeks now that J.J. Bacola and the Royals were still looking for a left-handed hitting infielder that could play multiple positions. Well, lucky for the Royals that Adam Frazier uh, can play second base. He can play the outfield. He can bounce around a little bit. And that is important to have. And the Royals right now have two guys on their major league roster that can play infield and outfield spots in Garrett Hampson and Adam Frazier. When this deal was made, uh, I wanted to get the the financial breakdown before I really gave a true reaction to it. Because I don't think there's a need to, to jump all over a deal, good or bad, until you know how much that player is going to be making. Now, in the case of Adam Frazier, he's going to be making what a backup uh, would make on a major league roster. Now, the deal was, I think, worth four and a half. There's a player option for next year. But toward the Royal salary, he's making about $2 million this year. So it's really not going to break you financially. Um, this could have been a move uh, to give some competition at second base. This also could have been a move to maybe be a domino effect to a trade down the road. Uh, we had heard last week that the Royals have their eyes on a closer. They're trying to acquire a closer through trade. Signing a guy like Adam Frazier certainly raises some flags of maybe they're close on a deal. Now, I tweeted this out, and again, follow me on Twitter, X at JohnnyJ underscore 15, at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 1-5. I think with Ken Rosenthal reporting last week that the Royals were very much in on finding a closer, they wanted to go the trade route, it felt like that was enough smoke to indicate there's a fire somewhere, that the Royals are actually trying to make this deal, and maybe not just thinking about it, they are in the process of acquiring a guy. That's... That's the weird thing about the offseason in Major League Baseball is, you know, one move happens and sometimes it's a it's the first step of a five to six step plan thing with another team. You sign this guy that then demotes another player, but it also opens up a spot where you can trade somebody and acquire another piece. And then you have to DFA somebody. There's a lot of moving parts to it. And this kind of felt like one of those moves. If I'm being quite honest with you. I don't see the need to have Adam Frazier on your team and Garrett Hampson and Michael Massey and Nick Lofton. It's too crowded, in my opinion. You don't need four second basemen there. And I know some of them can play multiple positions, but in terms of an opening day second baseman, there can only be one. And that's why I'm starting to wonder, where do the Royals stand on Michael Massey? Now, I'm going to call myself out here. I made the prediction that Michael Massey was this team's opening day second baseman. It wasn't really that much of a debate for me. I thought Nick Lofton could make a push for it, but that would have to be Nick Lofton tearing it up in spring training and Michael Massey playing horribly in spring training. That would be the way Lofton gets the opening day job. If they both played well, Massey. If they both played poorly, Massey. Now this adds another element to it because Adam Frazier was not a bench guy last year for a 100-plus win Baltimore team. He had a career high in home runs. He had a career high in RBIs. And over the course of his career, he had been a good defender. Last year, disaster. He was not good whatsoever at second base. It does make me think, though, the Royals may not be as high on some of the guys, and even more so leaning into that quote that J.J. Bacole had of, we've got guys that can bounce back. We're not counting on it. You know, maybe they look at Michael Massey as a guy that, yeah, we think he could bounce back, but we got to raise the floor of this team. Because if Michael Massey doesn't bounce back or Nick Lofton isn't the guy we think he can be, then you're kind of a lost cause at second base. 
The good thing about this is that second base to me is very much of a low value position, right? We saw in the best Royals teams in the mid 2010s, second base was not that valuable. Omar Infante was there for a chunk of that time. There were also times that they went with Christian Cologne at second base, not for an extended period, but you kind of get what I mean. There was sometimes a, a rotating door there at second base. But you needed to have high value at short. You needed to have high value at first base, behind the plate, center field, left field. Second base and right field, kind of interchangeable to me. Now, you want the best at second base. I'm not saying just go sign bad players. And I don't think Frazier is a stud. But it's not a position where I'm losing my mind about it. If the Royals overpaid for Adam Frazier, different story. Because I think that you'd be just fine with Massey making what he's making than overpaying for Adam Frazier. They're not overpaying for Adam Frazier. And Adam Frazier's been an all-star before. He's had four seasons, I believe, in OBP north of 340. He doesn't strike out at all. He puts the ball in play a lot, something the Royals like. He's not that bad of a base runner. He tied a career high in stolen bases last year for Baltimore. And winning DNA is a good thing. Now, he was in Pittsburgh for a number of years when they weren't very good. But looking at Baltimore last year, he played a ton of games for Baltimore. And they willingly put him out there every single day. And that shows you something. Back to my point of second base and its value. If you are set at other positions, you can be all right with the average second baseman. Now, his defense is going to need to get better if he is going to start for the Royals. If Adam Frazier is the opening day second baseman for the Kansas City Royals, that defense has to get a lot better. Back to where it was. And that's something that I'm sure will be gauged in spring training. But I do think it brings up the idea of Do you sign Adam Frazier? You could platoon second base with Frazier and Lofton and trade Massey. I will say this, though. Michael Massey for a closer is not the deal that's going to happen. There would have to be another prospect thrown in there, some sort of sweetener to make that attractive. But maybe the Royals want to hang on to Lofton, find that closer, and they're okay moving on from, hey, Michael Massey. So so we'll see what happens with this 40-man roster move. It should come and the coming days, I'd imagine by tomorrow. I'm hoping that it doesn't break by the time I'm doing this podcast episode so then some of the stuff said is meaningless at that point. But we'll see how this breaks down for the Royals over the next few days or so because they've got some decisions to make, especially at that second base position. We'll take our first break of the show. When we come back here, what is next for this team? You've heard me ask this question a lot, but now you're kind of getting into a roster crunch. Who's in, who's out, and what moves could be made on the way? That's next on Locked on Royals. You are tuned into Locked on Royals on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. Give me a follow on Twitter or X at underscore 15 And you can always download our podcast on wherever you get your podcast episodes. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and we're on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. Before we go any further, a shout out to one of our new sponsors today in Factor Meals. I know that for me, uh, being somebody that uh, doesn't always plan that well for making meals, meal prepping, sometimes you come home and you're starving and you might snack too much and then you eat dinner at a later point in time. It gets frustrating, right? Because you're kind of on a on a weird schedule of eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, Factor Meals can take care of that for you. I did it. A lot in college. It's a good price to getting a number of meals throughout the week. They deliver it to your door, and then you've got meals set up for you. All you got to do is heat them up in the microwave or however you choose to heat them up. And then you've got great, healthy meals for you throughout the week. It is such a great deal. 
it helped me a lot in college and it helped me post-college as well, just because they're such tasty meals. And you can get started on your resolutions. Of course, it's only January. You can still turn things around with your New Year's resolution so that you are ready to be in the best shape of your life. Factors ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the New Year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have tons of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution. So here's what you need to do. Head to factormeals.com slash LockedOnMLB50 and use code LockedOnMLB50 to get 50% off. That's code LockedOnMLB50 at factormeals.com slash LockedOnMLB50 to get 50% off. Who wouldn't love that and getting some great new nutritional meals for your New Year's resolution? All right, the next thing I want to dive into in regards to the Kansas City Royals is what's next for this team, right? Uh, They kind of broke the silence, uh, the dormant couple of months that we had after their frenzy of signings in December, and they inked Adam Frazier to a one-year deal who is going to very much compete for that second-base job on opening day. And maybe right now he's got the inside track because he was an opening day second baseman last year for the Baltimore Orioles, a team that had the best record in the American League. Now, they didn't win a single playoff game, but... Adam Frazier was their guy at second base for the majority of that year. Now the Royals could look at that and go, okay, if he was good enough to start every single day for a 100-plus win baseball team, he's good enough to start for us. Now, I teased this a little bit in the last segment about what could be coming for the Kansas City Royals. And again, I really hope no roster moves are made before I post this this, uh, podcast. So, That's kind of out of my control. If it does, it does. But at least you'll have something to go off of or some of the ideas that I had for this move. Because we all know the Royals had to clear up space on the 40-man roster. There are a number of guys that would make sense. You could go the pitching route. uh, You could go with guys that are hanging on for dear life that you just know are more so minor league depth than anything. They're not going to make the opening day roster. But I do think the Royals have to make a decision on what the plan is moving forward at second base. Uh, To put it bluntly, Adam Frazier does not make the Royals better long-term. I would say that Michael Massey would and Nick Lofton would. The debate is, and the question is, does Adam Frazier make your team better right now? And that seems to be this message the Royals have been sending all offseason. They're not planning for 2025, 2026, 2027 with some of these moves. They are trying to compete in the now. They are trying to give their team the best chance at winning a division in 2024. Not all of these moves have been groundbreaking. Not all of them are going to work out. It just comes down to How much better can you make the 2024 Royals? Not so much how much better do you make the 2025, 2026? Some fans will make the case of, well, Adam Frazier isn't that good of a player. If he's only a one-year deal, why give him the opening day job? Well, I would argue the point of, you kind of know what Adam Frazier is going to give you. 
And last year, Adam Frazier's numbers, a chunk of them, were better than Massey's. There are aspects of Michael Massey's game that are better than his. You know, I think some of the launch angle numbers are better. The power numbers a little bit better. Defense is better. Michael Massey, though, was a black hole in the lineup for a chunk of last season. And that is something that's been on the Royals' mind. I thought, you know, this offseason, it's something to look past a little bit. Because I think now, a new year, I thought the second half was much better for Massey. And at second base, you're getting that good a defense and you run into near 20 home runs. You take that. You take it in a heartbeat. The Royals, though, I think are also trying to build competition. Because I think greatness comes from you know, breeding that competition a little bit. They want to be sure that if injuries are to happen, if players are to underperform, they can have somebody that can easily take that job, right? They are better preparing themselves, in my opinion, for disasters to happen. Michael Massey hitting the way he did last year in April, this year, would be disastrous for the Royals. Melendez, same thing. Now, Kyle Isbell, same thing. They need those guys to produce at a much higher clip, more so what they were doing in the second half. This edition of Frazier can go you know, a handful of ways. They could DFA somebody that's just an easy 40-man roster casualty. You know, maybe you pick between Josh Taylor and Jake Brents. Maybe one of those pitchers is the odd man out. Okay, if you go that route, now what is next for your opening day roster? You can't just pile 30 guys on there. You got to dwindle it down to 26. So if you look at it and say, well, you know, Adam Frazier can be a depth piece with Garrett Hampson, and we want Nick Lofton to start in AAA Omaha. Well, now you've got Michael Massey starting on opening day as a left-handed hitter, and his backup is another left-handed hitting second baseman with very similar numbers. So that doesn't feel like you're utilizing the best option for second base. I don't see the need of putting Massey in AAA and giving Nick Lofton the second base job. Because even though that makes sense for a platoon, Lofton and uh, and Adam Frazier, then what's the long-term plan for Massey? Is it just to take that job if Lofton and Frazier aren't good at all? Well, I don't know if that's great for Michael Massey to start the year in Omaha when he's been in Kansas City the last year and a half. I think a move has to be made. I think that if you signed Adam Frazier, it's signaling to me Lofton or Massey's on the trade block. You can't stockpile three middle infielders that have a lot of similarities on your roster for your bench. It doesn't make too much sense to me. I think this is more of a domino move here. We'll see, right? We'll see what happens with this. There's also a chance the Royals like Garrett Hampson and Frazier and Lofton and Massey, and they'll find ways to give them roster spots, whether that's in Kansas City or that's going to be in AAA Omaha. All things we have to consider, I just go back to that report from Ken Rosenthal wanting a closer, wanting a closer through trade. I don't think Ken Rosenthal reports it if it's just of interest to the Royals. Because why is that newsworthy? You know, the Royals are a team coming off 106 losses. Why would them being interested in a closer but not really talking to anybody make any sense to report from one of baseball's biggest reporters next to Jeff Passan? I think like the Lugo deal, like the Michael Walker deal, Something could be in the works. And this was the first move they had to make. Let's jump on the market for Adam Frazier. Make sure we can be okay at second base before 
we make a trade like that because you don't want to be left, you know, uh, cold and dry or hot and dry, whatever saying you use. If you were to trade a Massey or Lofton and then Adam Frazier signs elsewhere, and maybe that was somebody you really had keyed in on. I'm sure the Royals have been interested in, in Adam Frazier for quite some time now. Now, it's not official yet, so that kind of comes back to it all here. It's not been announced to the Royals roster, so we got to see what move will be made. I just think more is on the way. I don't think it makes sense to have four second basemen on your roster for 2024. Somebody has to be the odd man out. It's not going to be Garrett Hampson. It's not going to be Adam Frazier. It's either Lofton or Massey, in my opinion. Before we move on to our final segment, a shout out to Locked On Sports today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When we return, I'm going to tell you why this Adam Frazier move makes a lot of sense for the Royals. That's next on Locked On Royals. You are tuned into Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Johnson. Give me a follow on Twitter, X at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 1-5. Also download our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and we're on YouTube. Just be sure to hit the follow button and subscribe. Before we go any further, let's give a shout out to one of the title sponsors today in FanDuel. I was telling you at the beginning of the show, lots of prop bets that were enticing for the conference championship games in the NFL over this past weekend. And there's still one more big game to go in the Super Bowl. So I say happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. Now, I've already got plans in place where I'm going to be watching this game. Of course, huge for people in Kansas City. Uh, I'm even going to be excited for the commercials, as everybody seems to be on a Super Bowl Sunday and can't wait to watch the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch. Now, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or maybe even three if you're lucky enough. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much, much more. Again, talking about those prop bets that are so enticing over on FanDuel. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The last thing I wanted to dive into today uh, kind of puts a bow on this Adam Frazier talk in the Kansas City Royals. And like I said, I wanted... Uh, to do this podcast episode on Saturday, but kind of ran into running some errands. Just didn't really have the time to do it on the weekend. And I do want to remind everybody that though we've been at three episodes a week for about the last month and a half, we are going to be jumping back into five episodes a week beginning next Monday. So this is our last week of just doing three episodes. We're going to be jumping back to five episodes next week. So we're going to be giving you even more Royals content every single day. But with this Adam Frazier move, the reason I think it makes a lot of sense is because, as I said, I've said time and time and again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. The Royals have made it abundantly clear that the guys that were out there last year are not guaranteed a roster spot. Few are, 
Bobby Wood Jr., guaranteed one. Benny Pasquantino, guaranteed one. Michael Garcia, guaranteed one. Cole Reagans, guaranteed. Brady Singer, guaranteed. Salvador Perez, you get the point. There are some guys, though, that just aren't given that benefit. They don't get a stroll into spring training, go hit 140, and expect to be the opening day starter. That's just not going to be the case for guys like Michael Massey. Even though we've you know pumped up Kyle Isbell a little bit, there's a chance Drew Waters beats him out for the center field job. It's not locked in. No, maybe there's a chance MJ Melendez isn't the opening day starter in left field. I don't know where you go after that for left field, but there's a chance. You know, some of these guys just aren't going to be sitting as pretty and surprise Arizona coming up in a few weeks. They're going to have to earn that spot. So the reason the Royals made this move um, and going after Adam Frazier is because I think they're trying to continue their message of raising the floor. You heard me say raising the floor when they brought in Michael Walker and Seth Lugo, and Will Smith, and Chris Stratton, and uh, Nick Anderson. You're raising the floor because last year, there were so many unproven guys on the team. And though the upside might have been there, the downside was really poor. And we saw the downside. It was 106 losses. Guys that were becoming virtually unplayable. Now that's the floor. That's the gamble you take with young players. The benefit of going after somebody that's been there, that's done that, that is churned out productive seasons. You know what they're going to give you. You know what Adam Frazier is going to give you at second base. Is the upside higher than Lofton? Is the upside higher than Michael Massey? I would say no. I don't think the upside is higher. Now, he's also had an all-star level season. That is something Michael Massey and Nick Lofton do not have. Adam Frazier has put out some very good offensive seasons and good defensive seasons for that matter. But making a move like this ensures that they're not going to be blindsided by Adam Frazier hitting 130. You know, that they're not going to have that. As much as I hate to say it, you know, Michael Massey proved for two months he was like a 130, 140 hitter. And the Royals don't want that this year. Nobody would want that on a big league ball club. So raising the floor keeps this team's expectation pretty high for at least some optimistic Royals fans. If you're gambling again for numerous positions, we can talk optimism all day long. We can say Kyle Isbell can become an above-average center fielder. I can strongly believe in my message of MJ Melendez is going to be a very good offensive hitter, has a much better approach. I have nothing else to go off of other than stretches in their career and thinking it's going to translate. Now, Michael Massey, kind of the same thing. Nick Lofton, the same thing. Nick Lofton, though, has 19 games under his belt. There's not enough there for you to say, well, it's going to happen. Baseball is never a for sure thing. We know that. But the scary thing, I think, for Royals fans is, what if Cole Reagans doesn't turn out to be as good as we expect him to? What if Bobby Wood Jr.? Has a little bit of a regression this year. That's just baseball. I don't believe those things are going to happen, but that's baseball. With veterans, with guys that have a large sample size, like an Adam Frazier, like a Michael Walker, like a Seth Lugo, Nick Anderson, Will Smith, Chris Stratton, there's more to go off of that it's, I'm not going to be blindsided. One day, they're going to have that season 
where they bought him out. And that's usually the year they retire. You know, example like Wade Davis and Greg Holland. You know, we weren't thinking about their worst years in 2013, 14, and 15. They were in the prime. And then when they returned to Kansas City, that was the end of their career. We were blindsided by, wow, the numbers really are that bad. You know, they're, they're not the same guy they were. And that happens to everybody. Like right now in the career of Adam Frazier, I don't envision him having his final year in the bigs after, you know, eight, nine years to be at age 32. I don't see that happening. You know, Michael Massey and Nick Lofton could be good ball players. They could be better second baseman than Adam Frazier. But the competition there is going to let them show it early on. Are you really going to be the guy that we expect you to be? Or do we need to turn to the veteran that we know we're getting? J.J. Piccolo seems very adamant about not being surprised, not being able to make the excuse or protect his argument of, well, Michael Massey was supposed to be a good second baseman, or Nick Lofton was supposed to be our first-round pick that we all look back on and go, that was a great first-round pick. He doesn't want to do that this year. He had to do that a lot last year. Uh, well, we went with this guy because we felt pretty confident in him. We felt like he'd had a really good spring, and, and we think he deserved that chance. He doesn't want to have to do that this season. If he goes to Adam Frazier, it's a less a chance he has to explain why he went to Adam Frazier. If he goes with Michael Massey or Lofton and they bought him out, and they're one of the worst second basemen in the league, I, I don't see that happening either. But let's say for this hypothetical, that becomes true then he's got to answer as to why he went with them at second base and not another option. That's what it comes down to in Major League Baseball. You are questioned, you are criticized for the moves that you didn't make when that position needed the move. You know, he's going to have to answer for it if Kyle Isbell's not the answer in center. He's going to have to answer for it if MJ Melendez isn't the answer in left field. And he sure as hell is going to have to answer for it if he picks the wrong opening day starter at second base and that player isn't the guy that we all expect him to be. So raising the floor... That seems to be the message for the Royals this offseason. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter or X at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. Also follow us on all the podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. One last shout out to Lockdown Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows that cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Until Wednesday, we're going to dive a little bit more into those 40-man roster moves. You take it easy, Kansas City.